thank you. I want to lean into the mic of like not. <laughs> thank you so much, Conan and Suzanne. Uh, I'm really delighted to be in this awesome issue of Tattle Creek. And I'm going to read a short story called Things Not to Do. I am the type of person who gets very annoyed at the type of people who don't pay attention. As a human being living on a planet with other human beings, my feeling is you should have a basic sense of the space you take up in the world and at least a general idea of who is occupying the space around you. Essentially, all I'm saying is just be aware, okay? Awareness is your responsibility as a social animal. If you're on a crowded sidewalk, please, whatever you do, do not stop suddenly in the middle of it to check your phone. Because, as you should realize, there are myriad souls traversing an assortment of distances behind you. And if you cease your own movement, they will by default have to cease theirs. That's just simple physics, which admittedly I know very little about. And I might have googled, how, to, how does physics apply to this or that situation at various times in my life, on various quests to prove a point with more than just anecdotal evidence once in a while. But in any case, that's a true statement, at least in this instance. Because normal people understand that causing hindrance in the lives of others is unacceptable, always. My husband says I get too worked up about this stuff. I say he's wrong. Once he even said to me, when we were at the airport, coming home from somewhere, I don't know, the location in this narrative isn't important. Though I will concede that yes, setting does play a vital role in conjuring up a better picture of a scenario. So let's say we had just flown home from Fiji, because I've always wanted to go to Fiji. <laughs> so obviously what I've just admitted is that we were not flying home from Fiji, but that's beside the point. So we've got all our bags after obtaining them in the correct way which as every normal person knows, involves extending respect to your fellow travelers by resisting the nearly irresistible and, okay, yes, tantalizing urge to yank a suitcase that is, you're not quite sure yours your own, but that resembles your own, off the carousel. Then proceed to turn it around and around as you search in vain for the identifying goo-gog that you'd handily attach to your own luggage for quick and easy identification. So, bingo, where is the goo-gog? Not here. Okay. Heave the suitcase back into rotation because that's definitely not it. Because obviously, that sort of behavior slows everyone down. <laughs> so, my husband said to me when we were bone weary and once giddy with too many bottles of tiny Riesling, but no longer, <laughs> as the giddiness had been replaced by headaches and then anger. <laughs> and we had all of our bags, and we were so tired, and we just wanted to flash our customs form at the customs officer, and of course, even though you know you've done nothing wrong, there's always that anxiety that the uniformed arm will point you in the wrong direction. Are they gonna direct us down the hall? Are they gonna direct us down the hall? And then the additional anxiety on top of that about whatever it is you might be anxious about a stranger discovering and then judging you for, and then noting that discovery in a file for the government, which will never ever be erased, I do not want them to find the sadomasochistic erotica I purchased abroad. I do not want them to find the sadomasochistic erotica I purchased abroad. That sort of anxiety. So, we had our bags and we displayed our customs forms proudly and openly as befitting innocent civilians with nothing to hide. And then, thank God, thank God, thank Christ, because that would have been embarrassing and there are some other things in there too, now that I think about it. 
Jesus, just imagine, and the sliding doors parted and we were free and blameless and finally on our way home. And then a woman stopped in front of us. Came to a complete dead stop on the exit ramp with her giant suitcase. One of those absurdly large hard case ones that you see and you think, really, do you have an actual need for a suitcase that big? You had to bring absolutely every single thing you own on your week-long vacation. Of course you did. Because you always have to be comfortable. And discomfort is anathema to you. Because you are weak. <laughs> so she stopped. Because she had spotted somebody she knew, someone who was there to pick her up or reunite with her or what have you. I don't know, her mother or whoever. She wanted to hug that person. So there she was, directly in front of us, hugging. And I cleared my throat as loudly as possible to spare her the humiliation of a vocal public shaming to instead wordlessly communicate the necessity for her to move, move now, get out of the way. You are creating a traffic jam of flesh and people have to physically move around you now because you are in the way. But she didn't move. She just kept on hugging and obstructing. So I pushed her. <laughs> I didn't push her over. I only pushed past her. More forcefully than I probably should have. Okay. And I used my elbows a little, which my husband later said was cruel. But he can't even watch the torture scenes on 24. And I have to describe what's happening while he sits there with his eyes closed. Because even though he's squeamish about the fingernail pulling or electrical cable whipping or power drill applying or whatever, he doesn't want to miss any of the action. And then he'll turn around and want me to call him Jack Bauer during our lovemaking. And I do, because I love him. But I'm always thinking, Jack Bauer has more manhood in his baby toe than you have in your entirely overly hairy and too soft body. So with that, we continued on, unfettered no more by ignorance and insensitivity. And then my husband said to me, you were kind of being a bitch back there, Angie. And I said to him, what did you just say to me, Robert? And he said, just the whole thing back there was kind of unnecessary, don't you think? That lady didn't block our way on purpose. She probably didn't even know we were behind her. And I said, Robert, don't you think that's a problem? For a person in an airport, which is by its very nature a terminus for multitudes, to be so completely and utterly aware of her surroundings? To which he replied, quietly, she was hugging her mother, for God's sake. And I said, Robert, she's in a very busy place. She's only one of thousands who have lives to live and loved ones to greet. Okay, sure, embrace your mother, but first step to the side by God. <laughs> step to the side and do not just stand there and make everyone else go around you. Robert said something else then, I don't remember what, and I ignored him. <laughs> and we proceeded to the parking lot and we found our car and we filled our trunk with our regular sized suitcases and we drove home. Thank you. <laughs>